that's when it came out of a clear blue sky. Oh, the dear good Lord's own sweet breath and his voice like an electric shock. I Welcome to Good Luck America, a politics and news podcast, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Chet Wild. Hey everybody, welcome to Good Luck Goddamn America, a politics and news podcast. A news and politics podcast, not about shark farts. If you want to hear about shark farts, you better listen to the outtakes whenever those come out. You really should, yeah. Man, we could do a whole podcast about shark farts. I put those, I, I compile those in order of like the episodes that are the oldest. So people probably won't hear that bit for another three or four months. And then they'll just, none of this intro will matter to them. But anyway, I'm Adam Todd Brown. I'm Chet Wild. It's 2019. Is Happy it? New Year, Adam. Happy New, New Year. Year. We had fun bringing in the New Year together. I don't really remember it. Uh, I wasn't. Hot. I was just feeling very weird at our show, but it was a good show. Uh, that show was fucking amazing. We packed the place out. Thank you to everyone who came out. We're talking about the Unpops live show at the yeah, Hollywood I feel Hotel. Like most everyone had a great set. I didn't. I was. I was. I went in with low energy. I had this idea for a funny opener that didn't hit. <laughs> I thought it'd be funny if, like, after everyone was high energy, I went up and was just like, I'm really sad I didn't meet my New Year's resolution. I only have three days left. My resolution was to write an opening joke without a punchline. I thought that was funny, and then it's just, like, one person laughed and slow clapped, and then everyone else yeah, was that's like, a joke. Yeah, that's a joke for comics. That's not a joke for audiences. But you comics didn't laugh either. Everyone disappointed. Well, I mean, it's a joke for comics, but it still has to, you know... That's that's the problem with writing a joke that doesn't have a punchline. It doesn't have a punchline. I was doing some. I was doing some. I was bringing some deep, layered shit. I want the audience to connect some dots, and they're like, "No, tell me your dog fart jokes." Which I did have a dog fart joke, and it it did better than most of my jokes, and it upset me that my strongest new joke is a dog fart joke. That's how it works sometimes. But man, shark farts. Listen to the outtakes. But what a fun show that was. It we're was actually a good show. we're actually going forward just going to make that Hollywood Hotel show a stand-up show cuz I don't have a monthly stand-up show awesome. anymore. I used to have The Darkest Hour and that got canceled for some reason. And since then, like we do so many podcasts, why come out and watch us do more podcasts? I don't know about you, uh, and you certainly get more interaction from listeners than I do, but when listeners reach out to me, uh, they don't say, hey, when can I see you do a live podcast? They say, hey, when and where can I see you do stand-up? So now we have a more consistent answer. So every month, last Saturday of every month at the Hollywood Hotel, come out. We're going to be doing a stand-up show. This month's is, I believe, January 26th. Nice. So far, I know Andy Sell is going to be on it, trying to line up some headliners. Uh, so come out to that. Keep keep your eyes on the Twitter for more deets. Anyway. Do it. Now I'll bring a better opening joke, whatever show I'm on next. What are we talking about today, Chet? Let's start the year strong. Let's talk about uh, ranking the 2020 Republican presidential candidates so far. Right? You might say... Adam, Chet, why don't you talk about the Democrat uh, candidates? They're they're the more 
that's the more prominent conversation. It's more in, more it's more in line with our brand, well, if nothing else. stick around next week. But yeah. we don't want to talk about the Republican. Hold your goddamn horses. Which you're probably right for saying, why, why would we talk about the Republicans? Because they might not even let there be a fucking why wouldn't uh, challenger. We? Why the fuck wouldn't because we? Because they might say there are no fucking uh, elections in their party. What's the word for it? Primaries? Primaries. There it is. Yeah. We'll get, you're jumping way ahead. Well. But we'll get to it. Yeah, we're talking about, and this is sort of that thing where I know some people, it's going to be like, oh, the, the fucking Christmas decorations come out earlier and earlier every year. Like, I know this is a little premature to talk about who's running, but it's it's news right now because it is getting close. And sometimes when things come prematurely, it can still feel good, baby. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> and... I mean, if you think back to the 2016 election, like that was pretty much in full swing by June 2015, yeah. somewhere around there, you know, even a little earlier than that. So we're just taking an early look at who's running. It, this week, we're looking at who could potentially challenge Trump or, as you mentioned, if anyone will even be able to challenge Trump. And I would argue the the good thing or the positive thing for us anyways uh, talking about this is it's starting to it's it, we're trying to find a light at the end of the Trump tunnel. Yeah, I it's uh I'm gonna I'll, I'll circle back to it, but here's my controversial opinion. Might might this. I say unpopular opinion? Mm, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess oh. that's one way to put it. I've never thought of it that way, oh. but we should name the network that or something. I honestly, at this point, feel like Trump seeing out the end of his term is our safest bet. Like, from what happens from there, obviously, I hope he does not get reelected. But I, in researching this, became, because of one detail, I became very anti-impeach Trump. Which is who would be, who would take his place? Yeah, we'll get to it at the end. I mean, okay. everyone knows who would take his place, but we'll, we'll get back to it. But first... Ivanka Trump. Right. Well, can I just add that, too? As much as it's kind of like, fuck Nazis, you don't want to reason with Nazis and all Trump supporters or not. But in a way, I am, I guess. Uh, it would just further divide the country if he was impeached. I'm not saying he shouldn't be impeached, but it's a, yeah. there's a, there's a cost-benefits analysis. I mean, there, there's that, that, but at the same time, if the person waiting in line to take his place was a good potential president... Jared Kushner. I'd fucking want... No, Mike Pence is going to take oh, his place. I, He's I vice thought, president. No, it, it's like a bloodline thing now. Isn't that how? No, that's what we're trying to prevent. But for right now, Mike Pence would obviously take his place. And we'll get to, there's one fucking detail that makes that, I mean, there's a couple details. I, I, for one, legitimately think Mike Pence is worse than Trump. And there's more to it than that. But again, we're jumping ahead of ourselves. Just real quick here. I know you want to get into it. Just real quick if here. I let's learned, circle back if to If I learned anything Trump. from the movie Vice, spoiler alert. Uh, one uh, legal interpretation of the presidency is if the president do it, does it, it can't be illegal. So if the president says the way the presidency works now is it goes by bloodline and relation, yeah, that's the rule of the land now. Yeah, but then that's how revolutions happen. So fucking try it, dude. Go see Vice. Fucking great. All right, I haven't seen it yet. I'm just talking to the listeners. Okay. While making eye contact with you. Go see Vice. Uh, so... Let's talk first about the primaries and whether primaries will even happen, because that is a, a thing that's getting 
tossed around right now. Last month, South Carolina's GOP chairman, his name is Drew McKissick. <laughs> McKiss, McKiss my dick. <laughs> he. Uh, oh, is there an extra little that's something? That's always there. Oh, no kidding. It's always there. The South, Car- South Carolina primary is one of the first primaries that happens in the South. It's, I think, the first that happens in the South. It's the third that happens in general. And just last month, Drew McKissick came out and suggested that, hey, if Trump faces any challenges, maybe we'll just cancel the South Carolina primary so he doesn't have to worry about that. And this was a a quote. There's an article about this you can read on nymag.com called Republicans Could Cancel Primaries to Protect Trump from a Challenge by Ed Kilgore. Uh, So go read more if you want all the deets. But this is a quote from Drew McKissick. We have complete autonomy and flexibility in either direction. Considering the fact that the entire party supports the president, we'll end up doing what's in the president's best interest. Well, if the entire party supports the president, why would anyone in the party run against him, Adam? Exactly. Like, the article brings up that point. I don't know how anyone who hears him say that couldn't bring up that point. Yeah, if the entire what party you supports him, no one him will run, from... so you don't need to cancel, because no one would run anyways, because yeah. the entire party supports him. Right. And that probably sounds like a wild suggestion for South Carolina to just cancel their primaries, but they did it in 2004 when Bush was running for re-election, and nobody raised a big stink about it. So it's absolutely a thing South Carolina could do again. But now there are people in the Republican Party suggesting that maybe Republicans should just eh, cancel the primaries altogether in case Trump gets any challengers, which that would be a slightly more radical step. Uh, Oh, you mean denying voters the right to choice? (laughs) Yes, right. Which, I, I mean, he's the in- incumbent, or he's the sitting president, so... If he's that popular, it shouldn't be a... Exactly. It shouldn't be a, a worry. The, and and the, the suggestion comes from RNC committeeman Javon O.A. Williams, who represents the Virgin Islands, which is... But that guy doesn't get laid a lot. What? Because <laughs> <laughs> Virgin, I get it. Because uh, you don't fuck on islands. Oh, Sure. Oh, but the virgin part. <laughs> I, I understand. Like, you've never had sex. Wow. Uh, so late Tuesday, he emailed fellow elected members of the National Party, urging them to change the rules when they convene in New Mexico for their annual winter meeting later this month. Why would you meet in New Mexico? It's cold there in the winter. Because no one fucking pays attention. Do they think it's just Mexico? Like, it's going to be warm? It's not. Because that's where they reverse engineer the alien technology to win the elections. That's that's true. If they meet in Roswell, that would be dope. Yeah. But you guys covered that in conspiracy theory. Like our cell phones are just reverse engineered alien technology. We have not covered that. But back to the fucking prez, short for president. Saves me time when I talk. Uh, his reasoning, the Javon O.A. Williams reasoning for this uh, is historically speaking, no Republican president who's faced a challenge in the primaries during his bid for re-election, has ever won. False. False. Like, that would, even if that was true, I feel like that's another thing where you would just be like, well, yeah, that's why they were challenged, because they were a faulty president who needed to be replaced. So if that's what history says happens in these situations, then history should just make that choice again. But he's wrong. 
like the they give a lot of examples in the article. I think the best example is Nixon when he was up for reelection. He faced a ton of challenges in the primary and won 49 fucking states. It doesn't get much more decisive than that when it comes to winning an election. So I think I misunderstood. His reasoning is that no GOP candidate who faced a primary challenge has ever gone on to win to win the, the election. Oh, okay. To win the main presidential election. Got it. Right. He's not saying they get replaced just if they're even challenged in the primaries. Okay. Even if they win their parties, win the Republican nomination, they lose the Super Bowl. Has there been a president who's been the active president and has been challenged in his own party and then couldn't even run for president because he lost the primary? Um, I probably have to go back away. I'm not sure. We would have to Google that. I feel like that's a good question. NPR.org has the answer for us. Liberal media with their objective facts. Fucking Franklin Pierce. That fucking piece of shit. Remember Pierce? Uh, FP. Fucking piece of shit. Franklin 14th Pierce. president elected as a Democrat in 1852. His pro-Southern sentiments and his policy of failing to lead on the divisive issue of slavery badly hurt his standing with the voters. And remember, this is 1852 Democrats. So they probably all wanted slavery. But yeah, whatever. Franklin Pierce. It's happened. And uh, I mean, I could see it happening with Trump. I could see the Republic. I mean, what what people forget about the Republican Party when it comes to Trump is they're very much driven by corporate profits. And Trump is not good for the stock market. Not at the moment. Right. Things could change. If anything, he could be tanking it on some level right now. So there's nowhere to go but up later. He's like, look what happened in the last three months. We're, we're climbing, baby. Yeah, and I, I don't even know if that's that's what it is. Probably like, not. Like, I, I don't know. Like, we'll talk about trade on another episode. I, I don't love what's happening with Apple right now in that we're so... Like, we're a year or so off of Republicans being like, if you can't afford health insurance, don't buy an iPhone this year. And now it's, oh, we got to save Apple so they can sell $2,500 iPhones in a market where they're mostly like eight and $900. It's like, fuck Apple. But that's Listen, another. make shit in America. But it, it's got to cost more. No, keep it the same price. Like, yeah, it's a whole it's a whole quandary. We'll get into it another time. But yeah. I could honestly see that happening with Trump because Republicans aren't motivated by the same things the average American is. Here is the one good thing I could see coming out of uh, the GOP saying, nope, we're not doing any primaries. That gives some of the potential candidates that we're going about, uh, we're about to review an opportunity to run as independents. Right. And oh, man, if you learned anything from Clinton beating Bush, Clinton only got 42 two forty three percent of the popular vote but ross perot swung right. enough republican votes away that bush could not get reelected. right and you get somebody in there like john Kasich, who people are like ah this is more normalcy like the old school old school republican republican classic he's a uh yeah he's a moderate republican somebody he's that like he's known for like balancing budgets and being fiscally Responsible. And he hosted a TV show. Like yeah. he's got, he's got a, he's got a decent personality. And yeah, and he the, has real governing experience, whether you agree with it or not. You know, right? So hey, he's somebody that that takes this, away five percent of the vote. That could, that could be enough. I don't see it being someone like him though. If a third party candidate does emerge, it's going to have to be to. 
I think to swing votes from Trump to a third party candidate who's running as like a sort of a, a, cons- a Republican, like basically, or a, a conservative. It's weird that like the real Republicans need to run as independents because Trump is the Republican Party, even though he's what's not a real, real Republican? Republican though? All those motherfuckers vote with Trump. Like this is it's not that's a thing. I mean, classic Republican. I guess it's, it's, it's not trying gonna, to come up with the correct label for it. I don't know what to call it. It's not going to be someone like that. It would have to be someone like a Ross Perot type or someone who can match Trump's like maverick kind of, oh, I'm an outsider and I don't answer to Washington. Like it's going to need to be a personality like Jeff Flake, who we'll talk about in a minute. He's not going to fucking beat Trump. Like he might maybe draw enough votes away, but who knows? But there could be some, if maybe it's not Kasich, but imagine somebody that is is a lifelong Republican who somehow has a heart. I know those are contradictory in nature. Yeah. And they said, you know what? I'm going to fall on a sword. I'm going to fall on the sword for the love of my country because I realize that having a Democrat in office, as much as I hate to say it, is less damaging for the future of this country than everything Trump's doing. So I'm going to run knowing I'm going to lose the election, knowing I'm going to, with the intent of costing Trump the election for the betterment of this nation. I mean, that would be... That would certainly be a nice touch. That's the speech I would give to John Kasich. Or Jeff Flake, who who can be swung emotionally, what I would but I don't s- think enough people like What Flake. I would say, if you wanted to do that, run as like a pro-immigration Republican and just see what happens. Like, see see what the fuck happens. Like, that's not... it. I don't know. I feel like that could draw enough votes away from Trump. Who knows? But or it's all... Candidate we're going to get into, like, Ted Cruz might be a good... A uh, person to run against him just because, like, Trump hates Cruz so much. Like, it would be such a distraction that Trump won't be able to right. uh, engage so much with what's going on on the Democratic side because, like, the Cruz thing would just be like, – it would be a roast battle for fucking right. however many months. Ted Cruz just needs joke writers. Yeah. If you're out there, Ted Cruz, we will write jokes. We will write Trump jokes for you if you promise to sway the election in the Democrats' favor. Is that illegal? What we just did, I doubt I it. Know. I'm just off. I'm just offering up my services to a political campaign. But man, Ted Cruz is such an easy target. Like I don't, I don't know if you saw the, the I know the last Triumph special when uh, or, or Colbert borrowed Triumph while Conan was on break. And man, Triumph just fucking nailed Ted Cruz so hard during his election. Oh. I love those. I posted the clip on Twitter somewhere. I love those Triumph the election specials. specials. Oh, they're they're so, good. so good. God damn, they're so good. All right, let's get into it. Well, let's talk about why there's all this talk of maybe having to protect Trump from a challenge in the primaries. Because Mitt Romney started the year off riling people up. Mitt Romney dropping bombs on his enemies in a Washington Post op-ed. What's that short for? Opinion editorial. Editorial opinion, I believe, which I don't know why it's op-ed. Ed-op just sounds stupid. seem like it's short at all. Aipa. Aipa. So it was published on New Year's Day. Happy New Year to you, Trump. And I actually saw someone ask Trump about this. And it was it was on CNN. I don't know where the fuck he was being talked Probably to. Probably outside a helicopter. Yeah, it was something like that. And they asked him about Mitt Romney, and he was like, I respect him. I wish he was more of a team player. It's like, damn. He clearly wasn't up to speed yet. Yeah. And no, I think he knew about oh, it. Really? I think he he was just for whatever reason like didn't want to be like oh no fuck Mitt Romney. Uh, but then hours later he took to Twitter. <laughs> yeah, of course. And so the, this 
op-ed he wrote, it starts out by reminding us that Mitt Romney, like Trump was not his pick for nominee in 2016, which fine, that's fine. But also it praises some of his early Trump's early cabinet appointments, including Rex Tillerson, which is bullshit. Yeah. Rex Tillerson was the CEO of Exxon. He the had no reason Rex to be our Tillerson secretary Tillerson did is state. after he resigned into that one interview, he called Trump like a fucking... Right. But you're the fucking idiot for taking the job, too, yeah. you fucking monster. But it is, it's very critical of Trump, and it's, it's critical especially of like his morals. And I appreciate that, but I also feel like it's a little bit driven by Trump pulling troops out of Syria, which... I have strong feelings about that, and we'll talk about them. And that's already coming out that that's not going to happen as fast as he said it was happening. It's just as yeah, it's not going to happen as fast. But I also don't know. Like we'll we'll get into it. But I feel like the Syria thing is what was really driving this op-ed by Mitt Romney, and also he's probably going to run for president. Yeah, like I mean, he made some very valid points that you're about two years too late to the game to be like. I really expected him to be more presidential once, like you said, during the, the, the debates that, like, he would rise to the occasion. And it's like, no. Yeah. Fucking like when Obama you. finally called Trump a Nazi in 2018. It's like, hey, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. So, so yeah, Mitt Romney writes this op-ed, and now the Republican Party is all a flutter with the idea that someone might challenge Trump in a primary. So we're going to talk about a few of the people who might. And most of these examples come from an article on theweek.com. That's W-E-E-K, not W-E-A-K.com, as funny as that would be. And fittingly enough, it's called Five Republicans Who Could Challenge Trump in 2020. What do you think of that? And the first person they bring up, John Kasich. Or Kasich? Kasich. I say Kasich, but I also say Balkany. John O'Kasich, lead singer of The Cars. That was Rick Ocasek. Ah. I just made a little play on where oh, it was dumb. Uh, but yeah, he is- Just what we needed. Two-term governor of Ohio. You might remember he ran- as, Democrats are in the same position Republicans were in 2016 right now, in that everybody's throwing their fucking hat in the ring. We have There are so many potential candidates out there. That was the case for Republicans in 2016, and John Kasich was one of them. He, to his credit- was the last candidate to concede the Republican nomination to Trump in 2016. But it was also very obvious he was fighting a losing battle at that point. So it was kind of silly of him to stay in, but whatever. He was also, I remember seeing him on CNN repeatedly. He was just like, can we talk about the issues? Like, he was he was trying to talk about, like, budgets. Oh, yeah. And everyone else was like, we're not interested. Did you, the thing yeah. that Trump said, what insult do you have to give Trump them? would be like, look at this guy's shoes. <laughs> This, I think, is interesting because talking about a third-party candidate, I said run as a pro-immigration Republican. He's one of the few GOP governors who embraced Obama's expansion of Medicaid. Now, if he ran as a third-party candidate who was like, I want Medicare for all, like if, if he ran on that, that would be a problem for Trump because I feel like that the Democrats at least kind of want to run on that issue and it's not a bad issue to run on. Healthcare is a fucking nightmare in this country. I could see him causing some problems if he ran as an independent or a third party. But him getting the nomination over Trump is not ever going to happen. But, uh, you know, he could, he could cause enough chaos. Yeah. He would be a voice of reason, so to speak, talking about real 
fucking things and not this circus of lies and distraction. Right. But it's for me, it's always a lot like this election. For me, a lot of it's going to come down to immigration. Like if he's still a fucking anti-immigration build the wall type, fuck him too, you know? Yeah. Like, I would definitely not want him to win, but I would be fine with him doing just well enough to make sure Trump uh, loses. Maybe, maybe Trump, uh, on some level, doesn't want this wall thing to get approved right now, because then it gives him... He can say, look, I've tried for four years to build this wall over the last two years, and the Democrats stopped me, so not only do you need to vote me in, you need to make sure we vote Republicans in across the board, and we'll finally build that wall, and then rile up all his fucking supporters. Yeah, it's a, it's a wedge issue. How about Jeff Flake? Why do you hate this guy? What's the like? He's just a fucking showboater. Like, he stands up to Trump when it doesn't matter and fucking like, votes with him a lot when That was it the does. infuriating thing. Like, he, he was the uh, glimmer of hope when uh, the beer-drinking fucking idiot was up for SCOTUS, and then, but he still voted the other way. Like no, I feel man. like he was just showing off a little bit. Like, I don't... Like, I, girls didn't, talked to me in an elevator, and I got feelings. Yeah, it didn't feel like a genuine... It wasn't like a John McCain vote down. Right. Epi- yeah. And... Man, what is it with Arizona said? Yeah, yeah, Arizona. But Jeff Flake also, like, I don't know. I just... Uh, the things he votes with Trump on are terrible, and then the things he opposes Trump on are usually the things Trump is all right at, like trade. Like, tra- like the trade war is bad, but it could ultimately have a good outcome. Sure. Just like I don't think anyone would argue that the prison reform Trump passed is a bad thing. Sure. Like, you'd be out of your mind to argue that that's a bad thing. But that's the kind of shit Jeff Flake does. Like, he'll find constitutional reasons to support Trump's awful shit and then just like showboat a little bit when there's something he can comfortably oppose because he knows a lot of his fellow Republicans might oppose it too. And it comes off as him being this like fucking breakaway hero who's going to save us from Trump when he probably just wants to... I feel like this is someone who would probably just want to run a presidential campaign so he can write a book or some shit and retire to a life of speaking on television. He seems like too much of a pussy to stand up to Trump. Can we say pussy in 2019? Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I think we can. Okay. Too yeah. much of a bitch. Too much of a foreskin that was taken off at circumcision. Too much of a... He's a weakling. <laughs> Let's go back to W-E-A-K. stuff like that. W-E-A-K. W-E-A-K-ling. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't feel all that great about Jeff Flake. And, uh, yeah, foreign policy is a thing he tends to oppose Trump on. And the one thing about Trump's foreign policy that I like is that he doesn't really play into that. Oh, but we're the, we're the good guys. We're, we're supposed to be over there, like helping people. That's what we, as the United States do again, we've never done that. And I think it's really disingenuous when any politician acts like we do. And well, then that's, I, I but think then, there's shades of gray there. I don't think it's there's an all or nothing. Sh- there's shades of gray, but also when that's the thing you're opposing Trump on, it's like, all right, you're just part of this fucking Republican war machine that wants to keep defense spending going or whatever the fuck. Like, I don't know. I just don't trust Jeff Flake's motivations. I don't feel like he's the answer at all. I think he's, I I think he's just showing off. Go showboat flake. Oh, Jeff, the showboat flake. What about Ben Sassy? Is that how you pronounce his last name? That's how I pronounce his last name. He is the person I'm least familiar with on this list. So I won't even pretend. 
yeah, he's that I a, can speak I, to him. I was not familiar with his name that much before reading this article either. He's a first-term Republican senator, calls himself a historian, but nah, nah. He uh, kind of even more of a self-promoter than Flake, apparently, uh, according to this not article. Not a good one, because I don't fucking yeah. this guy is. But here's the thing. I don't know if he necessarily opposes Trump either. I think there. I think this I'd be name. Like, if Trump said, "I'm not going to run for a second term," this guy would be like, "My time to shine." Yeah, I think this name comes is on the list for that reason. I think if something happened and Trump wasn't going to run in 2020, this is the kind of guy who might step in and decide that's to run. That's one theory that's been floated around that, like, as this Mueller investigation closes in, if there's something where Trump's like, "I'm totally fucked." My kids are going to go to jail. I'll just, like, resign, and then my kids won't go to jail. Like, would he be that selfless? I don't know. I think he would. He doesn't want to go to jail. No, but like, if his kids were going to jail. Like, if it saved his kid. What if Trump had to go to jail, but his kids didn't? You know what I mean? That, I yeah, I don't see him doing that. Like, I don't think he's that selfless. But I could see him stepping down to keep everyone from going to jail. Yeah, and then going and starting his own TV network or having yeah, his own Yeah, some bullshit like that. But- no, like like sending himself to prison to save someone else? Absolutely not. That would never fucking happen. But uh, yeah, I feel like Ben Sassy, and I'm sure that's not how it's pronounced, but that's how it's pronounced. Sassy. That's how it's pronounced on this show. Welcome to Good Luck America, a politics and news podcast. News and politics podcast. Right? Shark farts. Shark farts. Uh, he's, according to this article, the kind of guy who complains about things like the youth of the world not participating in bullshit teamwork activities like decorating campus Christmas trees and things like shut up dude we have it's pronounced Christmas <laughs> he wrote his PhD thesis about the rise of Reagan gross because I don't think it was like a hey Reagan wrecked the country it was more of a Reagan 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 made, made great. America great again the first time <laughs> oh my god uh, and yeah he's a sitting senator in his first term so if it seems like Trump's going to run again in 2020, this guy's probably not going to be a factor at all. But if Trump's not running, he might he might step up. He's a young dude. That that would be a good look for Republicans, at least. Try and get some some of that young Nazi vote. Yeah. Uh. Hitler youth thing. Going. Yeah. yeah. How about Ted Cruz? Everyone fucking hates Ted Cruz. Even people that vote for him hate him. But did you hate when he beat Jimmy Kimmel one on one? basketball i've avoided bringing that up twice this episode i've thought about like man that was a it was i watched the whole thing it was a rough fucking segment it was rough to, <laughs> like regardless of outcome it was just like it was they were both so not good at basketball right right and then ted cruz beat him and then jimmy like did these things at the end where he's like haha i'm the winner but was sad because he actually lost yeah he was absolutely not the winner he lost to ted cruz yeah. in basketball so it was just, man. Yeah. That's where it's like Ted Cruz is a good sport. That's like the only likable thing Ted Cruz has ever done was beat Jimmy Kimmel in one-on-one -on -one basketball. Beyond that, man, that beard. Fuck this guy. Yikes. That beard, yowzers. And as you point out in the notes, like, he won in Texas, but barely won, so it might as well be a loss. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, how do you barely win in Texas? Yeah, to a Democrat. A yeah. Right. And, but he, he did get reelected. And he tried to take the nomination from Trump in 2016. He showed up at the convention and was like, we have these rules. And people are like, fuck your rules. And have you seen Fahrenheit 11.9? 9 
So it's a documentary I keep scrolling past. I I just started watching it last night, but I had to turn it off because I was sleepy. But why do we even have these fucking conventions? Because there are no rules to these conventions. Like Bernie Sanders won so many states that just threw their fucking nomination to Hillary Clinton. And like Ted Cruz shows up to the GOP convention and is like, we have these rules that we need to observe. And people are like, fuck you. What were rules. the big rules that were against Trump? I don't think they were big rules. I think it was like, uh, well, legally, according to a law in 1867, you can drive your horse when you're drunk. And it's like, people don't observe that anymore, though. And I think it was like something like that. And people were just like, shut up, dude. Yeah. So yeah, Trump implied that Ted Cruz's dad killed JFK. And Ted Cruz still accepted Trump's endorsement when he was running for Senate. Like, definitely didn't shoot down, like, shot. Like, (laughs) oh, man. Like that. Yep. Pull that. Now do the same thing with a snare drum. That doesn't sound like a gun. No, not at all. So, yeah, Ted Cruz, he's like, his Senate term ends well after 2020. So he really wouldn't have much to lose. Everyone hates him anyway. Like, he's he's someone who could position himself as that, like, maverick who's going to fucking challenge Trump on anyone. It'd be a great distraction behalf. to pull Trump away from targeting the Democrats because, as we'll get into in the next episode, like, there's going to be a shitload of infighting with Democrats trying to figure out what the fuck they're going to do. Oh, absolutely. But I think Ted Cruz just has a general unlikability problem. Like, no one likes Ted Cruz. Yeah, it's pretty rough when... I'm saying this as a uh, someone that identifies as a Democrat finds Trump more likable than Cruz. Right. And I feel like that's kind of the case where I just, I just I don't see Ted Cruz earning enough respect from any of the other sides to pull that many votes away from Trump if he did run. Maybe. I mean, he's obviously got 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 some backing. He won. He did win his election in Texas. Uh, so his message obviously resonates with people, but does it resonate nationwide? Probably not. Yeah, but the way people voted in Texas, Cruz. there was just Beto O'Rourke and not Beto O'Rourke. Right. That's no one's voting pro. If you vote, if you were pro Ted Cruz or anti Ted Cruz, I don't know if pro Ted Cruz would win. I don't think Ted Cruz is going to win anything. I mean, I aside Texas. from all the stuff he won. <laughs> so there's, I mean, there are other. Republicans. Bob Dole could make a comeback? No way. He's like 108. (laughs) He stood up at the Bush funeral. (laughs) Oh, well. There's there have been other names. Carly Fiorina. Fiorina, whatever, yeah. Whatever her name was. She might run again. Uh Mark Cuban's name has been floated. All these there there are a bunch of In terms of like a celebrity off in terms of like I got fuck you money, Mark Cuban could shake things up. Yeah. I I I would tend to agree with that and somebody that's not afraid to like shoot from the hip or speak his mind or basically not have a filter and be a decent person right but he's also going to be highly motivated by corporate profits and making sure businesses still and trump will probably come up with some meme about how he's a cuban and we shouldn't vote for immigrants or whatever i mean he might run like on just the fact that the dallas mavericks have in my opinion always been a very boring team to watch so maybe he could spread that but even this article that we mentioned earlier from the hill their fifth pick is a guy named evan mcmullen who he's like a former cia guy we're not even gonna fucking talk about him because yeah can you edit that out we don't need that yeah fuck you evan he's already listening he's part of the cia let's talk about mike pence though said no one ever (laughs) 
and that's the problem. That's the problem with Mike Pence. It's the same thing with Cheney. It's just this sleeping thing in the background. I not the same thing, but similar. Of like, how much is this guy doing? Here's the here's the the thing that makes me not want Trump impeached. Uh, one, Mike Pence is worse. Like Mike Pence believes everything Trump believes. The difference is Mike Pence is one of those I'm on a mission from God kind of guys. Trump is just corrupt. Mike Pence is corrupt. He's a bigot. And he thinks the entire nation should be governed by his ideas of morality. There's a New York Times article called Mike Pence, Holy Terror, which you can go out and Google that. It's an interview with the author of a book called The Shadow President, The Truth About Mike Pence by Michael D'Antonio. And what he brings up, I think, as a very valid point is one, if Trump steps down and is replaced by Mike Pence, we go from a kleptocracy, which is just your government is run by corrupt thieves, to a theocracy, where your government is still run by corrupt thieves, but they also think you should all have the same religion as them. And they are willing to use their power to enforce that religion and kind of force it on the people they govern. If if Pence becomes president, I go back to school, I get my master's in clinical psychology, I'm going to become a therapist, I'm going to specialize in gay therapy conversion and get a giant-ass government contract and just roll in that sweet, sweet Mike Pence money. That's what, I mean, that's the kind, yeah, that's the kind of shit he supports is gay yeah. conversion therapy. And like, think about abortion. Like Trump will say some anti-abortion shit to appease his followers, but you know it's a thing he's not that passionate about. Yeah. He has to have he's, paid for hundreds, oh, hundreds of abortions so many. in his life. His penis has been in so many vaginas. It's so com- But Mike Pence... I feel like every woman that's ever fucked Trump just did it for the story. Yeah, probably. Okay. But Mike Pence, you know he believes that shit. And putting Trump's policies in the hands of this, like... Reagan type who's like, oh, this is my calling from God is to transform America in this way. And that's bad. And then also the detail that creeps me out the most, if Trump steps down or is impeached and Mike Pence takes his place, if Mike Pence isn't impeached or forced to step down, he is our president until 2020. But that doesn't count as his first term. It does not. He'll be able to run in 2020 and 2024. So we could potentially have 10 years of President Mike Pence. Look at that suit. I think he's pretty jacked. He's a pretty healthy guy, it seems. He does not seem like he's in bad shape. And that is a terrifying idea to me, which is that's why I I feel like our because no matter what no matter what you say, no matter what your argument is, oh, well Trump is like we have fucking kids in detention centers right now. That's not going to change under Pence. The only change will be be that there is a religious fanaticism to those same policies. And that is just significantly fucking worse than what we're dealing with right now. It is my sincere hope that if you become president on the first day of the briefing from like the heads of the CIA and FBI and they're like, you know, they tell you like all the real shit. They're like, first thing, there is no God. <laughs> we can prove it. But there are aliens. That no would be God. pretty great. But, uh, yeah, who knows? So, yeah, there have been, there have also been some reports that Republicans might, before Democrat, this is an interesting theory, is that the government shutdown isn't so much because 
of the border wall, at least on Trump's end, he's trying to avoid getting kicked out of office, basically, because one of the theories that was going around for at least since like December or November, I don't remember when it was, but... The 21st night of September? Well, we talked about on the show at one point, there was this meeting with Rupert Murdoch and Mitch McConnell, and then like Fox News stopped tweeting, tweeting, all these places stopped tweeting, and the speculation was, oh, it's something pertaining to the Russia investigation. And one of the theories that got floated at the time was Republicans were thinking of starting the impeachment process on their own to try and get Trump out of office before... Democrats could take over because if Trump goes down, how damning the evidence was, right? Because at worst or at best, Trump goes down and then they get Mike Pence, or at worst, Trump and Pence go down and then they just get to pick who the new president is until 2020. But if that all happens, wait, if that all works, as long as uh, the Democrats are, it would have to have happened before Democrats took control. Isn't there like a third person that just becomes president? It would be Paul Ryan. But I think they also, I think with Paul Ryan leaving, I don't know. There's like. Where's Ted Cruz when he gets All sorts of fucking technicalities to it. But the point is that's a scenario that was floated. But that's one of one of the theories I saw. And it was just like posted online somewhere. Like it's not a crazy credible source. I think it was one of those like insider information type posts. But the idea was that Trump was trying to avoid that by shutting down the government so that couldn't happen and then democrats take control and he can be like all right fine let's sign a deal and then republicans are going to be way less anxious to push impeachment or they can let because the democrats Demo- do the dirty work now too so right but one of the things that came up in relation to mike pence there was a new york times article a few months back that he's kind of thinking that trump is going to get replaced at some point and that his motivation for sticking around is that he wants to run in 2020 and if that means he's interim president for a couple years so be it but i don't know i feel like i feel like mike pence is not not the fucking option i i feel like i also feel like he's the most realistic option in terms of like reality not what i want right on this list and i would just rather like we're here like i would rather Democrats have to run against Trump instead of running against a more skilled politician with Trump's policies. And also, Pence has in done so much to make zero ripples. Like when you look at when Pelosi and Schumer were were there with Trump and, and Pence recently, like Pence was just you know they made all the memes of him being a robot or being checked out or whatever. Like he just nothing, nothing, nothing to to go to him after. He didn't he doesn't say anything controversial. Yeah, he does, but like he. He's just a scarier option yeah. to me. And it I know that seems that's that's a weird thing to have to wrap your head around that maybe for the next 2 years Trump is who we want in charge of the country if it's not going to be a democrat. Like right now, I don't know, man. Like I Adam, just, do you, here's a fork. Do you want to eat this solid shit sandwich or this diarrhea shit sandwich? Yeah. You don't want to eat any shit, but I would if forced Right. I would probably eat the salad shit with the fork rather than try to eat the diarrhea if I have Yeah. It's I think it's important to separate analogy. separate the idea that saying Trump should stay in office is tantamount to saying uh I think families should be separated at the border and we should build a border wall. No, 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 no. Any Republican you get is going to say that right now. You want one who's not as good at saying it. That 
that right now, Trump's incompetence is his strength when it Assuming comes he doesn't to doesn't blow Democrats. the world up. Right. There's all there's always that. But also the last time we were brought really, really, really close to the brink of a nuclear war, it's because we had a fucking religious zealot who thought he was on a mission from God in office, and that's Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan thought we would survive a nuclear confrontation with Russia. Not all of us, but enough to bring Jesus back. And that's all that motherfucker wanted. And that's probably all Mike Pence wants. So even in that regard, even in the the sense that Trump might fucking freak out and start a war, Mike Pence might calmly start a war. Like, he might not freak out. He might be like, all right, well, yeah, this is what God has been... I've been destined to do this my entire life because of God, and now here we are. Let's make this shit happen. I'll survive under the Denver airport for 15 years and come out a new man. It'll be great. Pence-hoss. Pence-hoss. We didn't do a Warhorse Christmas thing this year because I had a very traumatic Christmas, but next year. Pence-hoss. They say Pence-hoss. Fucking aborted Warhorse. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck what Pence-hoss like do. Shock thoughts. So... Yeah, and I, I don't like the idea that if Trump is forced to step down and Pence isn't, then we could have 10 years of Pence horse in office. <laughs> I don't like that shit at all. But uh, that is, uh, that's our episode. Welcome to 2019. Yep. We'll probably update this next year as uh, 2020 rolls around and we're looking at what the... It's probably going to be all fucking soccer players and musicians and actors and I don't know why soccer players. The Rock probably won't run until 2024. Yeah, probably not. Kanye, I think, will run in 2024. That would be a be a good ticket. Pence, Pence West. No, we didn't even put Kanye for 2020. No, he's not. Will he be old enough? He tweeted a thing that he's going. Oh yeah. How old he, do you have to be? Don't you have to be like 40? Well, he's like 35, seven. Something. So he might make it. Who knows? But yeah, but Kanye tweeted a thing at the end of the year or start of the year. He's he's only going to wear he's going to wear his MAGA hat every day to show that he hasn't been brainwashed. Yeah, he's way back on the Trump train, and we're all back on the ooh, mental health. All right, that's that's our only only comeback, huh? Okay, well there should be some fucking accountability. Oh, that's a whole different. It sure what is. Are the ethics of mental health and celebrity. Yeah, if it's a mental health thing, like why are you whispering? All that silence is going to be edited out. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.